Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're starting a new K drama! <laughs> yes! We're so excited and we lied to you because I think in our last episode we let you know we were doing Oh My Ghostess. So close. We did not do Oh My Ghostess. No. We're doing Oh My Venus. So close enough. Close in title. Who knows if it's close in spirit. <laughs> I like to think Oh My Ghostess is a parody of Oh My Venus. So I'm waiting for somebody in Oh My Venus to die so that we can start Oh My Ghostess and it'll be a spin-off show and it'll be real good. <laughs> I don't think they're related at all. No. Uh, Emily's husband is pretty convinced that they're the same thing though. Uh-huh. Uh, which is maybe the best thing ever. <laughs> But also really weird because he'll watch neither of them. <laughs> but so we but started, he'll make the jokes. Yeah. So. so we started Oh My Venus and watched the first four episodes. And you guys are lucky because we did not move on. We tried so hard to convince ourselves that it was going to be okay if we moved on. Mm -hmm. And we just really, really wanted to do this new... Or, well, we, we wanted to see what's past episode four, essentially. Yeah, so watch the first four episodes and you'll know why, because the cliffhanger for episode four is so good. Challenge yourself. See if you can stop watching after episode four. Uh-huh. I will be very impressed. And if you can't, you can... Go watch episode five and I guess come back and laugh at all of our theories about what's going on at the end of episode four. I feel like I'm. This is the first time in the podcast that I've gotten to do theories, and I love theories. I'm the worst <laughs> person to watch a show with. I. It's the worst because I'll just sit around and be like, I, I bet they'll do this. I wonder if they'll play, play up this aspect. It, I'm a monster and I, I've gotten to do that. And this episode will be that. <laughs> and I'm sorry. It's nice because Raquel's theories are all really good, but they're not, like, spoilery. Whereas if my husband watches a show, he's like, that person's gonna die. And then, like, the very last second of the last episode, they die, and you're just heartbroken. But you're also like, how did you know? And I hate it. They're all very spoilery. The bad kind of and predictions. revels in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> He loves being right, and he's so good at it. I don't know how he always guesses the endings of things really well at the beginning. Right? He just can see. He can see where it's going. Uh-huh. He's a magician. <laughs> so it's always fun to theorize with someone that isn't, I don't know, you're not bad at it, and you're... You're right a normal amount of the time. Right. So it's more fun. It's like, oh, Raquel was wrong about this one. Oh, but she knew what was going to happen here. Uh -huh. It's not like 100% of the time Raquel <laughs> ruins the show by telling you the ending. It's like, it even keeps, though she didn't know yeah, it. It keeps you guessing. It keeps you guessing. <laughs> Will she be right? Will she be wrong? I'm yeah. like, a whole new show in and of myself. That's why we have a podcast. That's why we have a podcast. But we've got all these pent-up emotions because with W, we just watched the whole show and then went back and did a review of it and granted it was a few months after we'd watched it for the first time so 
So it was a little bit fresh, and we had some new ideas, and we had forgotten a lot of important <laughs> plot points. So, like, more than I ever expected we had, because uh, I thought I knew where everything was going, and then every once in a while I'd be like, oh, freaking yeah. Now I forgot I'm, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is exciting, because we're experiencing with you guys at the correct timetable and speed. We've only seen the first four episodes of All My Venus, and we're so stoked about it. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. We've been, we watched it like three days ago, and for the first time, we premiered it for ourselves, <laughs> and we've not stopped dreaming about it ever since. There were so many times I was just like, I don't know, forget it. I'm just gonna keep watching it. I thought I... I'm a terrible person. I'm mm -hmm. not a good person. I thought, and then I could just rewind the episode so that when we go back in time, I can pretend we didn't watch it. I can assure you I did not watch it because I would not <laughs> right. have tried to convince you to watch episode five today before we recorded if I had seen it. Right. You'd be a much better poker face and much more responsible podcaster than we were minutes ago. <laughs> But yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it live. So we'll we'll jump into episode one and why we started falling in love with this show. First of all, this show, I like, I kind of had my reservations about this one because I'd read the synopsis, essentially, uh -huh. a couple times on Vicky, thinking like, ah, oh, it has amazing ratings. Like, the ratings are so good. But, um, sorry, one second. <laughs> My dog is in the room. Just gonna shake off his noisy freaking collar. <laughs> okay, no, but it like I had read the synopsis and I had thought like I don't know. It seems like a really delicate topic that they've right. decided to tackle with like weight issues and. And also, that's a big thing about our show, is we are Americans, and our view is very American, so we also really want to start a discussion about it with you guys, and wherever you're from, to say how this show went over in your country, and how you perceive how, they're, how they talk to her and about her, because to us it's... Oftentimes very offensive. Right, because I think, because I know that there's problems with, like, offending people of different, like, weights and body types in America, but also there's, like, this new movement where it's, like, everyone's trying to stay as body positive as possible, mm -hmm. even when, like, things get bad, and so it's, like, really hard to hear all of the things they're saying to her. Yeah. Because they're not body positive, like... No. At all. But she is really body positive. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's amazing. She's the best female lead in any K-drama I've seen because she is so confident in pretty much all circumstances. And I'm so excited to see... Like, she's kind of what I've been wanting yes. all of this time. And I didn't... I mean, I sort of knew it because... As you can probably remember from the only other K-drama we've reviewed, my biggest problem with Yeonju and W was that she wasn't really, like, self-confident. And she couldn't... Right. When someone insulted her, she just rolled with it. <laughs> she was like, yeah. Even as a doctor, she was like, you know, Mad Dog has told me I'm not a good doctor, and I definitely believed him. 
but... Right, so there's just not that level of confidence. So then we get to see immediately after, like, the next thing we watch, this really, like, whenever anyone says anything to her, she can brush them off and boost herself up in, like, the same sentence. She's so witty and positive and confident and it's so good to watch. Yeah, I love it. I love her. So it was really nice, like, kind of going into this feeling so tentative and then Mm -hmm. being so rewarded. Yeah! The reviews are so right. That's why I am so behind Vicky's rating system, because they're so good at telling me what will be good. And I'm always, you know, put off by those synopses. They're always, I don't know, the synopses for a K-drama are so crazy but they're always like if the rating is 9.7 you better watch it because you're gonna like it it's gonna be so good and that's what this one was it's been it's been a ride so it starts episode one with a bus full of high schoolers and they're all talking about the cool new venus oh my god (laughs) this is this was a lot to handle having the like reservations that I did because they like right out the gate they're objectifying this really beautiful human like uh-huh. like they're dogs about it they're all crowded to the side of the bus like trampling other students mm-hmm. just to like cram themselves up against the window so that they can stare at her yeah. as she enters the bus And it's a very, it's a lot going on for the first scene of a new K-drama, because there's a lot of subtitles everywhere, and there's a lot of text popping up on screen. It's overwhelming. And a lot of music, the music (laughs) keeps changing, and there's an announcer, and... It's an overload. (laughs) My eyes were going to explode. You can make it through that scene, you can make it through anything. And it, then... Um, our protagonist, Ju'un, gets on the bus, and she is amazing, because she's not all hotty toddy. She is the cool girl that everybody expects her to be, and looks fabulous, but she's not drowning in it. Yeah, she is just doing her. Uh-huh. Like, it's almost an inconvenience a couple times for her. Like, for example, someone writes her name on the wall and she has to erase it because it's her name. Yeah. And she's like, really, guys? Really? And she goes to do it. She ends up, like, making someone else erase it for her, which is not very cool. No, that actually but, sucks a little bit. But it's kind of funny because then she goes to yell at some kids for smoking and she's like, don't be smoking. Come on. That's not okay for kids. Guys, smoking is bad for you. I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your lives, though, but, like... Maybe don't smoke. <laughs> Maybe. Don't smoke. Like, do what you feel, but, like, don't smoke. (laughs) Mixed messages. Mixed messages. (laughs) And that's where she first meets her her boo, her boyfriend. Oh. He's so cute. Her one and only for a solid 15 years. Mm Mm-hmm. He is cute. I It's weird, because I actually didn't like him in the first scene. I was like, oh, this guy. Right. Stumbling over himself like every other dweeb. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, I don't know, he, like, doesn't really get better until he's an adult, which, I mean, 
That's fair. I was, And it's fine. Yeah. yeah, they're teenagers and they're in love and it's pretty cute to watch. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get into K-dramas about teenagers. I'm going to try and check out School 2017. That's about <laughs> as close as I'm ever going to get. It's hard with teenager things because either it's accurate and you have to watch this like nauseating, cringy, yeah, just awkward teen drama, or it's not accurate at all, and you're just like, no one is like this as a teenager. Right. But either way, it, to me at least, which is dumb, but to me at least it feels like the happy ending isn't gonna last, so I'm like, what's even the point of watching these high schoolers fall in love, because they're just gonna fall in love for like, a couple years? Tell them why it's ridiculous that you feel that way, Emily. (laughs) It's ridiculous that I feel that way because I married my high school sweetheart, (laughs) who I met when I was 16. So. <laughs> sociology class. <laughs> it's a very judgmental place to be. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like this. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but I'm like right there with you. I've watched your marriage succeed. I've watched uh-huh. you and Jason be the best couple ever. And I'm still like, high schoolers don't work out. Yeah, for real. Because statistically, it's unlikely. You guys are mm-hmm. definitely like different from the what the numbers say. Right. I don't want to say we're exceptional because we are not exceptional people, <laughs> but in terms of believing in high school love lasting forever, I'm still not a believer somehow. <laughs> Against all the odds. So, yeah, we... I don't know. We're not... St- super behind their high school love. It was cute and cheesy, and we enjoyed it while it lasted, but... Unsurprising that it ended. Unsurprising that it ended, and I think that's a really hard-hitting introduction to her her new life, where she's this super successful lawyer, and she's gotten her dreams, essentially, of becoming the Cinderella of lawyers, but she... People say she's lost her beauty. Raquel and I don't see that, but... I still think she's so pretty. Uh Uh-huh. But she thinks that's the reason that her boyfriend breaks up with her. After 15 long, wonderful years together, she's like... Like, all of a sudden her weight becomes something that, like, was inconvenient and she had tried to get rid of previously. But it it goes from being that to something that has kind of ruined her life and Mm -hmm. she wants it gone. Yeah. I think she says the the law can show only the truth, but the mirror, like, oh. It's everyone is equal in front of the law, but not in front of the mirror. Oh, it's so good. I tried good to line. murder that phrase, and I'm so <laughs> glad I tell wrote it down, because it's so good. Oh, man. That, that was, like, the first, like, hard-hitting line. This is one, mm-hmm. I've written so many direct quotes down from this K-drama, because this scripting is gold. And the translations. Good job, translators. Yeah, thank you, Vicky Translators. But also, that that writing is so on point. Oh, man. I think this is also, like, not to get off of, we usually try and follow, like, a really set structure, so I'll just say it as it comes up, but this will be the first time that I say that this is the first time that I feel like I am annoyed and impressed by pretty much every character in equal measure, mm. except Ji Woo. <laughs> I am endlessly 
impressed. Everything he does, he's too pure for this world. He is a little angel sent down from heaven to bless us all. So perfect. uh, We are his biggest fangirls, and I hope you are too. Follow him on Instagram. Oh, his Instagram is fire, guys. Apparently he's amazing in real life, just as he is on the show. I definitely, (laughs) briefly, IMDB stalked him, so... (laughs) We will try and keep it to the show so it doesn't get real life creepy. But he is a cute little angel that meets her on the airplane back from America and is immediately so nice. So sweet. Like, the first person who talks to her and, like is a human about who she is, instead of immediately being like, oh, someone's a chub. Yeah. He's like, oh, I like your face. (laughs) You're so pretty, wow. Which is to say, the first time she meets the male lead, who you know they're gonna fall in love eventually because it's a K-drama and she's the female lead and he's the male lead, he's like, ooh, this fatty fatty, open here, can't even get up on this plane because she's so big. Yeah. Like, it's a long scene. He says something that I, like, felt was unforgivable. And I've I found a way by episode four to forgive him for it. Uh-huh. Against all the odds. Because I, <laughs> every time he opened his mouth, I was so mad at him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he says something about, like, obviously you don't value your body. Oh, I wrote that one down. Oh, good. He says, unlike the way you look, you really value your body. And it's so cold. That cold breeze went through the airplane at that moment. And everyone just felt the chill. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cruel. Yeah. He, he's cutthroat. And, like, he has his own issues. Um, mm-hmm. we can Lots. Yeah. He, his introduction is mesmerizing. We <laughs> didn't watch any of the subtitles the first time, so we didn't really get what the scene was about because his movements... We're so beautiful. He's incredible. He's just doing a workout and... <laughs> a workout I will never be able to to achieve. <laughs> Which is fine because it's amazing. Like, not everybody's supposed to be able to achieve that. But it's insane. It's beautiful to watch. He's... Oh. He's flawless. Yeah. In- and... Just another flawless Korean man and another flawless Korean drama. Beautiful. It's what we do. <laughs> it's what we review here. <laughs> so yeah, his introduction. If you actually take the time to read the subtitles, as we did the second time through, um, is about he is a trainer in L.A. for a bunch of like famous rich people. And he's got a scandal with one of them, Anna Sue, the most American name we could have come up with. (laughs) What a name, Anna Sue. And then there's also Jennifer Anderson, (laughs) which I can only assume is like Jennifer Aniston. But they can't say that. Yeah, because she's a person. She's a person. You have to pay for that kind of exposure, I guess. Uh so. So they use that, but Anna Sue is... I don't know, caught a few times with her personal trainer, and they're supposed to be having this relationship. It's brought up all the time without ever explaining anything about it. Ever. They, I don't know. And, Uh, like, she calls him a lot. So, obviously, like, mm -hmm. there is some kind of connection. You don't know if it was strictly professional and he just got, like, 
caught up in the scandal or if like it wasn't strictly professional and he was actually part of a scandal Mm -hmm. but he also is keeping his identity secret yeah as a trainer so that makes it like doubly problematic right but it's it seems like something that's going to come up more later as i said they don't really explain it in the first few episodes they just kind of touch on it here and there where they show his training sequence and it's on the news and then um Ju-un's best friend who's a chef her ex-husband seems to work for gossip news and i assume that'll eventually come up with anna sue and john kim somehow like they go from being really mundane people to being people who could technically be like in the know about things Uh oh man there's so many circles intertwining people in k-dramas and right now they haven't really done anything with that it's all about the setup and it's really cool to watch it's real good and but like we said we had to catch it the second time around because we couldn't catch it the first time around we (laughs) were too into the visuals Oh, he's so good. So you watch him, and then um, it's the anniversary dinner. Oof. So awkward. She answers the phone to get invited to the dinner, and she's like, what? Playing it so cool after 15 years in a relationship. You can't just be, like, either cute with him or normal with him. You have to be, like, toying with him all the time. Like, it's very weird. I guess it's, like, cool that she's still confident in her relationship after all these years. I just, it's a weird confidence to have adopted after 15 years. Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't, Like, she definitely had that at the beginning of their relationship when they were teenagers. But he's so in love with her, and you would think she would eventually hit that point of being in love with him back and being a normal person in love, but... She's, I don't know, she's like, I'll see you soon, I guess. Yeah. And then she shows up in, and this is the first time I noticed just how awful her suit was. Mm -hmm. So she shows up to her anniversary dinner in her suit from work. And for some reason, it is the weirdest, illest fitting suit we could go on and on, and we will, about these suits. Because they, they keep never-ending. They, cu- they come back every single episode somehow. And we were saying they fit around, like, her pants fit around her waist. She is able to cover her stomach with her jacket just fine. Like, there is no problem with the areas that she has gained weight. And I think that's the point of the weird-fitting suits, is that... It shows that she's gained weight and she hasn't bought new suits that fit her right. But she's, like, hulking out of them. Yeah. Where her ankles are exposed. They become, like, freaking floods. Like (laughs) The flood pants. And then they go, like, halfway up her arm, like, three-quarter sleeves. And it's clearly just, like, a flaw in how they're made. Which, like I said, it seems to be representative of her gaining weight, but it's such a weird way to do it. I just don't get it. Because they fit just fine in the areas where she's gained weight. 
They just look terrible. So that is hard for us because, as you know, we cannot get off of the fashion in these K-dramas. Fashion police over here. (laughs) Speaking of which, she shows up for her date and her boo is wearing the best coat. It's so beautiful. And you see it when they get out of the car and he's standing there and it's just like this long, gorgeous, classic navy structured peacoat mm-hmm. and it is amazing it's something everyone should own yeah it's Man, a woman, staple. And child it's that staple in your wardrobe that mm-hmm. you've been missing <laughs> so yeah she shows up and she has a little scene in the bathroom with some homegirl that you don't know she lends her some lipstick and you're like that's fine it comes back later but she gets the lipstick goes to the date and Seems, I don't know, they seem to have a fine time. Yeah, she seems to think that maybe this is even the night that he's going to propose. Which she's so weird about. I mean, she's talking to her friend in the car, and her friend is like, you're so emotional. And also her friend's really weird, because she's like, you're really emotional. Maybe you should tone it down. You're just getting proposed to. Like, you're fine. Chill. It's not a huge... I guess technically it's not a huge life change when you've been, like, dating the guy for 15 years. But it's a weird reaction from your best friend. Right? Like, (laughs) I I just figured that that's, like, the job, is to be really excited for your best Uh friends. To live vicariously through them. That's what I do. (laughs) And be like, you're getting proposed to finally after so long. I don't know. But she takes her friend's advice and definitely tones it down. Even though she thinks she's going to get proposed to, she's pretty chill during dinner and gets driven home and is just waiting for that moment, waiting for the ring. And he gives her a ring box that has his promise ring in it. Like he took it off. You gotta read into that moment. It took me a minute. Yeah, I had to, like, reel to catch up. Luckily, they do a little cutscene mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives you a minute, and then by the time I caught up, the cutscene was over, and she is not stoked. Right. She realizes that she's supposed to give back her promise ring, or, I don't know, something. They're pretty done, it seems like. And it's really kind of sad, but... She takes it well, she takes it gracefully, as she does everything. Ooh, I think that's the best part, is how adult everyone keeps handling all of these emotionally charged situations. It's like they've managed to take a K-drama and everything we love about K-dramas <laughs> and then inject actual human responses mm-hmm. instead of, like, over-the-top, like, someone... Throwing water in someone's face. Yeah, like, they just managed to have everyone be so likable about it, because it's interesting. I hated him a little bit for breaking up with her. Right. But also, like, he didn't do it in a bad way. Like, he wanted to make sure to take care of their 15th anniversary. Right. And he was, like, he wanted to make sure she was okay, and he was truly apologetic. He just felt like it was the right thing to do. And I'm not, like, excusing the fact that he could... We don't really know his actual motivations for him, for, Mm -hmm. like, breaking up. I suspect they're not great, because... He immediately moves into another relationship. Right. So it's, like, not the best thing in the entire world. But at the same time, like, he's gentle with her, and he obviously, like, really cares. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's gentle with her, but he doesn't, like, patronize her. Yeah. 
it seems like he genuinely has just fallen out of love with her, and it's actually pretty sad even for him, which you don't usually feel. You don't usually feel sad for the ex, and you don't usually think he's a genuinely good person, but I've said so many times while watching this that Wushik is just a good man. He yeah. seems so genuinely good. He's just in that bad situation of having to play the ex-boyfriend and falling out of love with the love of his life. Yeah, and, like, doing the right thing and breaking it off with her instead of, like, wasting her time, which that is something she complains about. She's like, all right, mm. what was 15 years? Why did you let this go on for so long if you were just going to fall out of love with me? Right. Which it's like, uh, I don't know that he planned it. Right. But <laughs> so isn't that just the question of life sometimes? But yeah. Still super sad for both of them, which was surprising for me. Yeah. Like, he, I just, like, tried to hate him and couldn't because he didn't do anything particularly wrong. Right. That we know of yet. I know. <laughs> we know of yet. Oh, and then we find out this, like, so along the lines of her super mean, weirdly amazing friend who's, like, ride or die but also awful. <laughs> um... Around this time, we, I think Em mentioned it, we find out her husband is involved in, like, the entertainment industry as, like, a gossip talk show personality. Yeah. Which, um... It's a bit of a Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. It kind of is cool just because it start. it's how they give an introduction to how the public views John Kim, this, like, mysterious, scandalous personal trainer who, like, has made a huge difference in people's lives. Like, it talks about not just Anna Sue, but the other people who he's helped lose weight and look great. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's kind of worshipped and revered as, like, the most incredible personal trainer there is. Which is a really good plot point for Ju-un to seek him out and... She kind of turns into a bad person when she meets him, so it really explains that a little bit better. Yeah. Kind of leads up to it. Gives us some context for why after she uh, passes out on a plane and he helps her. And she decides to blackmail him? Yeah. She gets a box of stuff from the hospital that he took her to and finds his wallet, and instead of just going to him and saying, hey, I have your wallet and I want to return it. And even striking up a conversation, like, so this wallet says you're the John Kim. I'd be interested in starting a training program with you and I probably can't afford it, but please help me. She's like, let me blackmail you. Immediately, as a lawyer. She walks (laughs) in and she's like, I know the best ways to blackmail you. I'm a lawyer. Uh Uh-huh. Whoa. Then there's the really long, cringy scene of her being like, here's the proof of why you're John Kim to Ji Wung. And Ji Wung, this perfect little angel, is just sitting there like, sure, sure, honey. I'm (laughs) him. I'm John Kim. And he's... He, like, totally takes that bullet uh-huh. because he feels so responsible. And that's something that's a little insane to me, that he feels so responsible for the fact that she found out. But, like, everything just got mailed in a box of stuff that I don't even... I don't remember him packing. Like, right. And it's um, John Kim's actual stuff, so I don't know how he left his 
wallet somewhere that could have been picked up. I don't know, it's not anyone's fault in particular, but cute Ji Wung takes oh. responsibility. Always the purest. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he starts training her. And they kind of come up with a scheme of, like, she's going to blackmail us, then we're going to make it miserable so that she doesn't want to work out with us. So, yeah, everyone... They start her on a training program for <laughs> ultimate fighters, I guess. <laughs> and everyone besides Ji Wung plays the game of who can be the worst person in this situation. Uh-huh. I don't know. It seems so orchestrated by John Kim. Because Jiwoong and Junsong are such gentlemen that they're just doing their best to get by and protect their friend from this blackmailer. So they're helping him out in every way possible. And she says it time and time again. Like, I'm so sorry for dragging the three of you into this. I really just wanted, like, a personal trainer from John Kim. But I didn't know that I would ruin three people's lives instead of one. Which is not a great apology. No, it's not like, out of all apologies, that one's probably well below the par. Yeah, but... it's not great. But she does apologize pretty constantly for dragging the other two into it. We don't, we've decided that they're brothers at one point. <laughs> for some reason, we were just like, obviously they're brothers. Uh-huh. With no real reasoning behind it, but once we had it in our minds, yeah. it was there. They're brothers here on this podcast. <laughs> they are brothers. They're related. Um, so, which, I mean, to be fair, we were like, why would this guy who's so young, like Ji Wung, is kind of a fool sometimes? Like, he's so silly that he comes off as foolish sometimes, and he's just traveling around the world with this prize fighter and... And this, like, really serious doctor slash per- personal trainer yes. slash CEO. Like, how did he get to where he was unless he's related to one of them? I don't know. I guess he's, I mean, his actual job title is that he's the manager, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, I actually can't think of someone better suited to, like, be a manager. Almost like an agent, you know? Like, mm. he would get you some screen time just by being the world's friendliest, most likable human. Yeah, that's fair. So that must be it, because I'm pretty sure they're not brothers, because they don't have the same last name. So that must be, I don't know, he must just be very good at his job very young, (laughs) which is another reason to like him. And then meanwhile, this is all happening, and a new character shows up from Ju Yun's past. From the depths of the ocean. From the depths of hell. (laughs) Um... We meet Sujin. And she is the worst. She's a little monster. I just don't get it. She's so proud of herself for being such a cutthroat, beautiful bitch. Uh Uh-huh. And she is just not a good person at all. But you find out that she, too, once had weight issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And and when she was having weight issues, Juyun was a really, really good friend to her. Yeah. And it has a flashback at some point of June talking to Su Sujin's crust. And we think that's kind of where 
the turmoil came about because Sujin wanted, you know, to make friends with her crush and, like, get to know him better. And then she sees them talking and she's probably like, I have no chance. So, so it's kind of sad. It's and sad and you're sad for her, but you're also like, I don't know, like, sisters before misters. Yeah. Don't fall apart. Like, just... Care about your friends. And she's constantly just smirking about how mean she's being. And then she'll say it out loud. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I don't know. Side note, she's now dating Juyoung's ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she'll just, like, have these little, like, side moments where she'll be like, I'm such a terrible person. Uh-huh. Like, I'm such a bad bitch. And then immediately, he'll just kind of look at her and be like, He'll smile, like, he can't tell if she's joking. Yeah, he's just such an innocent soul that he's like, oh, okay, that's your kind of joke, that's fine. Mine's different, but (laughs) we're cool. And we're like, she's not joking, she's an actual awful person. You sweet, sweet baby. I guess she is also not the only person, or she is also in the same basket of Jiwoong in the sense that they are polar opposites. He's the purest person, and she is an awful, terrible person. I mm-hmm. just, and I think they're like, I don't know. Here's my one of my theories. They're, I think they're building her up to eventually be someone who like isn't so bad because they're trying to have you understand her motives, right? And like, they even try and like make you feel for her at moments when he like when uh, Wusik does not sleep with her or like is trying to be good to. Juyun and it like really hurts. Yeah, there's a lot of moments where his love for Juyun comes first in in his new relationship, and that's really sad. Yeah, and like I guess in that sense, yeah, like that really sucks for you. Like you... it makes him so much more respectable as this human being because he's like we said, he seems to be a good guy that responds when his ex girlfriend's mom calls, but. Usually it comes at the price of of his new girl being kind of cast aside, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, like, it really, I genuinely feel bad about it in the sense that, like, I don't know, she's a person, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't know, like, I'd be interested to see where they try and take that simply because she's had a couple of moments where she could have turned around and been like, wow, uh, maybe it, I've won, and, like, I can stop being such a terrible person. Like, yeah. if, if the goal was to make her feel bad about herself, like, I'm really doing it now. Uh-huh. I think when they go to lunch at some point, there's a point where Sujin and Jun go to lunch, and Sujin says, if you want to get in a time machine, get in by yourself, because my best life is right now, even though your best life was in the past. And it both defines her character and could have ended that hatred for Ju'un, I think. Right, like, it's almost just like, alright, if this is your best life now, then stop torturing something, or torturing her over something that happened, that you perceived to happen years ago. Like, who knows? I'm sure we'll see another flashback of, like, what actually went down in that moment. Uh, but either way, like, it just doesn't matter, let it go. I think it's the very, like, next day 
that she shows up to work in her weird walk of shame outfit. Oh my gosh! Who pretends to have a walk of shame? She does. That's so tacky. It's so odd. It's classless and weird and tacky. Uh-huh. And it's, like I said, it's like the day after where you think, wow, this, this fight could have ended right there because that was such a cool thing to say that showed, here's where I stand, and I'm sorry that it sucks, but I'm done with this whole feud. Yeah. But she's like, I'm not done with this feud. I'm coming back in the same outfit as yesterday. By the way, I'm your boss now, and I'm going to leverage that. Yeah. She says she has to take a week off from work. She sends her on a TV program. She shows up in the same outfit two days in a row. It's all weird. She's just a weird lady. Yeah, like, I just... It's almost, like, at the expense of her own character, she is just being so despicable. Yeah. And bizarre. And, yeah, it's like, she sends her on this TV show... And then immediately panics, and almost you wonder if she's having a moment where she's like, oh, I've gone too far. Right. Because Ju-un passes out. Yeah. And is hospitalized. And you think, oh. She regrets sending her on the TV show. No, she immediately calls Woo-sik and is like, excuse me. We have a date tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't, I'll call you later. Uh-huh. And he doesn't say where he's going, but you and she both know that he's on his way to the hospital to see his ex-girlfriend because she passed out and everybody knows it and she's a little heartbroken and you're like, you couldn't have been worried about either your old friend or your new co-worker or even your subordinate. Yeah, like, like as someone who works for your company and you sent on this television show. There was no reason for you to care about her being hospitalized. Nope, I guess not. None of those relationships matter now. Yeah, so she forces, right after she passes out on television and comes back to work, she immediately turns around and is like, you need to work at home for a week. And not like a for your health type situation, it's like, for the image of the company. Right. It's like, all right, well, you're just trash to me. <laughs> and then I think that's kind of around the time that you find out that she has, oh, I feel like I'm skipping so much. So <laughs> while she's being a terrible person, uh, you're kind of learning a little bit more about John Kim, the real John Kim, mm -hmm. not the fake John Kim. Uh, and he has so many family things. Oh my gosh. He's got so many family issues. He's got all the storylines. Like, he's got this girl back in the States that's causing him drama, and he's a doctor for some reason, and he's a personal <laughs> trainer. Because it's a family tradition to just be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Which you would think, like, that's fine. Maybe it is a family tradition to be a doctor. But then you see his family, and they're, like, running this big company. Yeah, like, their CEO, like, they're just... Like, like a doctor CEO? Yeah. And it's just, like, this dynasty. Yeah, of, like, because they're also, like, he has to take over the American branch. And you're like, I don't know what the company is. It has to be doctors, I assume. Because they can't be... These giant CEO conglomerates and doctors. It's just too much. It's weird. It would be a weird family tradition to be both. 
So they just have their dynasty going. He has three different jobs mm-hmm. and has more money than God. Mm-hmm. And he also has, like, this girl he's dating because his family wants him to, but he also seems to kind of like her. Yeah, like, the first time he goes to meet his grandma when he's back in Korea, and it's kind of cute because he seems to authentically miss his grandma. He really likes her. beautiful flowers for her. And he goes to see her, and he notices that the shoes at the door are not his grandma's shoes and tries to run and is cornered into going on the stage. And he goes on a few dates with her, so he seems to like this girl that his grandma has set him up with, but it's weird that his grandma is not making time to see him because he often seems to be the only person that he authentically cares for. Yeah, and like... Besides his boys. Yeah, his his boys, his sons. (laughs) He's such a good dad to them. He takes them shopping. Best scene of the show. (laughs) That is what we wanted. That is all we've been wanting from a K-drama. Every time some rich person shows up and goes shopping. All we've ever wanted was a freaking fashion show. And you know who gave it to us? Pure, perfect ji He gave us the fashion show. Also, the Korean snake. Yeah, um, whatever his name is. Jing, He's lovely. Jingju Seong. Cheekbones, if you will. Cheekbones, if you will. <laughs> Dang. They gave us a fashion show, and he buys 20 jackets for them because he's a good dad. (laughs) Like, uh, give me 20 to send back to America with them. Why? (laughs) Do they go through jackets that fast? Do they they roll down hills? (laughs) I would believe it from (laughs) Jiwoon. Like, he just dances around in them. Destroys them. Tears them. Gives them away. Probably he did on the on the plane. That's true. He gave his jacket away. He just, so he needs twenty jackets for <laughs> Jiwon. But anyways, he's got all the money in the world, and he only cares about three people, and one of them is his grandma, and she won't go see him. Yeah, she's mad at him for some reason that we haven't found out. That's a plot point that he also has coming. And uh, what are his other plot points? He's got a bad knee and a like weird like oh, yeah. chamber he sleeps in, <laughs> <laughs> which I assume is a medical thing. I will never understand because I am a plebeian. <laughs> we'll never be able to afford afford that chamber. Yeah, thank God he has so much money. It's so cool to watch. And then he, on top of it all, is trying to be a secret trainer, and he's being blackmailed. By this beautiful, weird woman. Mm-hmm. That nobody thinks is beautiful. She's like, I was Korea's beauty once. And he's like, shut oh, up. Girl, check your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why is everyone so cruel to you? Why do you stay so strong? And she even, like, after he does that, after he kind of tries to shut it down, she's like, you'll be sorry. Uh-huh. I really, like, I'm gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna clean up. And he doesn't respond well to that for some reason his friend does cheekbones immediately is like i can't wait to see that oh he's so gentlemanly i know we've been working really hard so it's definitely not like a romance thing at all no it's just sweet it's just he's just a sweet person same with ji wung right like just never any romance for him I don't understand why. <laughs> because, and I, like, I get it. I And I do appreciate Jung Kim being our main man here. Like, uh-huh. he's a great character. And I understand. 
But it's also hard when you fall in love with a character so deeply, uh-huh. and you just want him to have, like, all of the happiness. And we were talking about how sometimes in K-dramas they throw in a second love storyline to kind of bide your time and keep your romance fire-fed until the real romance begins. And for some reason they picked the ex-boyfriend and the ex-frenemy yeah. of the female lead so instead like, of cute Ji Wung and his cute girlfriend. Yeah, can't they just give him a really cute girlfriend that he loves? Yeah, they could have, but they did not. They gave this stupid storyline to these altars. Yep. They gave all of the storylines to John Kim. They gave one storyline to one other person. <laughs> That's true. That's a big part of why we couldn't stop thinking about this show, because there's so much going on so constantly. It's like six K-dramas in one, and it's all because of John Kim. Yeah, he just has so much happening, and he, I, so he has a lot to deal with. Yeah. Another thing, he's got this younger half-brother who is training to become a doctor, and he's doing great. Yep, he's doing good in school, and he's got, like, a stepmom. Right. His half-brother's real mom. Uh Uh-huh. Who's adorable and is trying to be nice to his grandma. Grandma does not care for stepmom. Grandma does not care for stepmom. Also, stepmom... Oh, here we go. (laughs) Stepmom has a brother who works for the grandma... And the brother's assistant is Wu Shik, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, oh my god, what is happening? It's also twisted. Ah, convoluted. We get into this freaking, like, like business intrigue. Like, these great big conglomerate, like, crazy... So much happening, so many people. (sighs) Korean dramas have led me to believe that all Korean businesses cannot be trusted. Uh Uh-huh. Because someone in there is messing shit up. Businesses and politicians. Yep. Uh, yeah. Everything is too dark. Uh-huh. Too dark to touch, but they go there anyway. Oof. It's a lot. It's... There's so much to John Kim. So many layers. He's like Shrek. <laughs> He's like Shrek or an onion. Or, an onion. or both. <laughs> both are the same thing. There's so many layers. <laughs> Yeah, and then he somehow manages, through all of his seriousness and all of his issues and drama, be unbelievably hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Because he's so dry. I think, though, the thing that's most amazing about it to me is that he doesn't even care that he is the funniest person in mm-hmm. the room. Like, he'll say something that I will bust up. Like, right? I'll just die laughing. And he will... The scene moves on, and I'm not ready, but he is, because he doesn't care. He has too many jokes inside of him. I laugh at all of my jokes. Right. Every joke I crack, I laugh at it, because someone has to, A, and B, I might never tell another funny joke. That might be the funniest joke I've ever told. And what if nobody laughs at it? (laughs) I have to laugh at it. I have to laugh at it. Someone has to throw me a He can be alone in a room and straight up throw some wit out. Where he's like, like when he's yelling at Ji Wong and Ji Wong is leaving and he's like, fighting! <laughs> but he says it so seriously. And, and then he, a second later he says like, oh, why did we even say that? It's such a joke. <laughs> but he didn't laugh. Like, we no. laughed. Yeah, we were dying. And he was just like, alright. That was a joke. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. 
why can't you laugh at yourself? You're so funny, and you're alone in the room, and nobody's laughing with you or at you. I don't know. Someone needs to. I'll do it. I'll, I'll laugh. Do it. I'll laugh all the laughs. Because you're really funny for some reason. It's like he's always got the same poker face, so it's really impossible to tell if he's in, like, that really funny joking mood or if he's in that really mean like, cuts too deep mood. Yeah, like, just that super sarcastic, like... I'm going to tear you down, Uh huh. Because they both look exactly the same on the outside. I think that's that definitely adds to the humor in a way, because I'm never prepared for it. Yeah. It's like jump humor. Yeah. <laughs> jump scares. Jump scares. The jump scare of humor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's good. I don't know why we haven't... I think it's because this K-drama is so good. So I'm sorry if this episode is messed up. Leave us some comments on whether you like our W episodes that were more... We're so continuous. Yes, very structured. We went chronologically. We kind of went scene by scene. Because that's how our notes are laid out. They're very clear and beautifully done. But for some reason we can't stick to them because this drama has so much happening and we have so many feelings about and it. And we have to jump from feeling to feeling as we ride this train. <laughs> like, because that's what you do on trains. <laughs> you jump from train car to train car. <laughs> <laughs> Any good train knows. Any good train riders out there comment. I've, I've ridden a lot of trains, as you can probably tell. I'm an avid train rider. Train jumper, even. We call ourselves the train jumpers. <laughs> uh, we're always jumping those trains. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know if this one's going okay. We're obviously <laughs> scattered. But we're just so stoked about this K-drama. I'm so sincerely good. excited about how good it is. And if you agree with all of our opinions, let us know. We need to know because we... <laughs> Can't know on our own. We're, we do not have the confidence of June. Uh-huh. And we probably won't get too many comments before we see the fifth episode, because we're going to watch it, like, right now. Yeah, like, so. before we... I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Before we post the episode, yeah. I don't think I'm going to edit this audio file before we... Before we watch the fifth one. Yeah. So even feel free to leave comments and make fun of us for all of our dumb opinions. In fact, feel free to leave a comment that in, like... I don't think that we're done yet, but we decided to stop in the middle of our scattered comments because it's to all apologize. So, apologize. good luck piecing us together later. Because yeah. first, before we move on, before we say our goodbyes and tell them why this episode is going to be late, other than the fact that I don't want to edit it right now because I just want to watch K-dramas. <laughs> um, the, we haven't even touched on her crazy like training. And how she, like, it yeah. goes insane, like, like, she you said it to was, die? Yeah, like, that's why she passes out. Yeah. On TV, because they trained her too hard, and she has hypothyroidism, and then they have to go apologize and do real training with her, because uh-huh. they all feel so damn guilty for almost killing her. Which they should. It was, it's hard, because even as we were watching, it was... We had those moments where we were like, okay, even we can do that. Like, pick up the pace a little bit. (laughs) We are the least fit people you know. And come on, just try a little bit Just walk up the stairs like a human. Uh Don't fall up the stairs. Don't be all limbs all the time. But then they're like, no, she has a reason for it. 
And in the training montage, there's a second where, oh, the Korean snake is carrying Ji Wung and running like a normal speed run. <laughs> like just going. And Ji Wung is like just shouting encouragements off of the back it's of. so cute. He's her biggest fan. He loves her so much. And he wants to encourage her, and he's a real good trainer. I want him to be my trainer. Right? I could really use a trainer like him in my life. I don't exercise, and it's bad news. It's bad for me. Yep. I'm gonna end up like her, where it reveals that she has hypothyroidism, and then she sees her, her physical exam chart, and it's like... All in the red, like dying, 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 dying. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's not how health works. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're just all dying at once. I think maybe you have one particularly critical failure. Yeah. No, I do know that if anything can like cause multiple failures, it's probably like extreme weight gain. Mm. But it's but even then, like <laughs> she lot. isn't that. Yeah, I, I guess she's... that's a thing that we constantly went back to. I mean, obviously, she's an actress wearing a fat suit, but we're like, she's not that big. Everyone's acting, especially in the plane when they have to lift her up and oh, carry her. And there are these, but I literally watched him do like bicycle pull ups yeah. to the side using muscles I didn't know humans had, mm-hmm. but he cannot lift with his like MMA fighter trainee. They cannot together easily lift this 200 pound woman. Yeah, Max. I don't, if she was more than 200 pounds, I would be surprised. I think it says her weight, but it says it somewhere in non-American units. (laughs) What is a kilogram? What is a gram? We just don't know. It's not our fault we're not educated properly. (laughs) We just went to school and did what we were told. Mm Mm-hmm. We're very good at the things we know. Not like we have the internet and could look it up. It doesn't matter. She's wearing a fat suit. (laughs) She's not that big. And they are acting like she's just this impossible person to lift, let alone look yet. Oh my god, we cannot even look at her. She's so fat. Yeah. Like, constant... And she's just not that big of a person. No. But even if she was, like, chill out on that. Chill out on all yeah, her negativity. Like, don't tell her that. How about she obviously like she's literally asking with words for help. Yeah. That is the point, I think, at which it is okay to be like, alright, let's help you. Like if you wanna change, like that's okay. Like uh-huh. it's okay to want to like deal with your hypothyroidism. Right. And I think there's a point where she he tells her she has hypothyroidism and she Finds out that they tricked her and that she was doing the wrong program. And that he's John Kim. And that he's John Kim. And she says, you idiot, I was desperate. Like, nobody does this because, like, they're idiots. They're doing it because they're at a point of desperation where they need to lose weight. Like, it, I, this is something that not only do I want, but it would make me a, a healthier happier like it would make her a happier person yeah it is for her something that is making her unhappy but the first sentence or the first step she takes out of the dressing room they're all three standing there just like looking her up and down and like like, you are idiots yeah and they're trainers like what is wrong with them how are they still so dumb to be that professional and not know 
that she is at her last straw to ask them for help, and they're just like, let's judge her the entire time instead of actually being kind people and yeah. helping her do her best. So when they finally apologize and start her on the, the real regiment, and they give her an air freshener, and Jiwoon gives her an air freshener and is so sweet with He's his so apology. He's so stoked about it. And Jang Joo-seong is, like, also so sweet. He's, like, so oh, sincere. He's such a good man. <sighs> so, yeah, they sincerely apologize for being the worst. But they were. They were the worst. They were the worst. And then they start the... They start the real stuff. They get mm -hmm. They get down to the real things. Oh, it's a come-to-Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> we were in that scene. Oh, my God. Like, we should have just taken notes, just a page of notes on how to live the rest of our lives like that. He sits her down. He lets her know what she needs to do when she wakes up in the morning, why things are going so poorly, mm -hmm. why her body feels so wrong, and what, what she needs to do. And it's not even, like, it's simple things like stretching in the morning, Ever since I watched that episode, it's been a couple days, every morning I say, alright, it's time to stretch. Do you know what I do instead? Oh no. I look at Instagram. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I it's, I've had my come to Jesus moment and I still can't. I still didn't come to Jesus. I still didn't come to Jesus. I don't know, but it's really good and I hope you guys, at least one listener out there, change their lives from this, from this moment because it's such good advice for just everybody. Like, what to eat, what not to eat, what to do in the morning, afternoon, and night, how to sit, how to walk. Like, it's about more than weight. It's about being, like, so healthy uh -huh. and feeling so much better. I, I mean, like, I just feel like a potato, and right. it probably wouldn't hurt me. I'd get up in the morning and stretch. But I got stoked on it. And they have that really enjoyable scene where they all go through her apartment and make fun of the way she's living, but it's so relatable. Yeah. I'm like, I should probably do that to my own apartment. I cleaned out my fridge with my roommate this weekend, similarly to the way they cleaned out her fridge, and they would hold up stuff and be like, this is fermenting. <laughs> that was my fridge. Oh no. <laughs> it was bad news. Oh no. I So that was my inspiration. I cleaned out my fridge after I watched yeah, this. Yeah, you did it. And it was time. It was good for me. It was good for fridge. That's a good way. Yeah. That's way good. I, um, I have not changed my life at all, so uh, <laughs> come, come tune in next week when I change my life. Uh, you're going through a pretty big life change next week. <laughs> I so. guess that's true. I'm being forced to change my life by my past decisions. <laughs> I Before I watched this show and had a come-to-Jesus moment, I decided to move to Japan. So in one week I'll be there and I'll have to walk every day, everywhere. And eat non American, like the processed uh -huh. bowl that we put in our mouths here in America. Uh -huh. Have access to some better food and <laughs> learn to cook and take those stairs all the time. I don't know. Force myself to... I mean, that's pretty far. You're taking it pretty far, Emily. <laughs> I'm really committed to this show. Are you, are you going to take the stairs? I don't know. <laughs> if there's an elevator, I won't, but... Yeah, that's fair. But there's so many stairs outside, like, you have to get to the stairs to get the subway. 
You have to take the stairs to get to the subway. I don't know why I messed up that sentence so bad. I'm like, go to Subway Sandwiches and get some stairs. <laughs> just so excited about the stairs. I'm stumbling over my words already. Um, yeah. So hopefully next week I'll have changed my life. I mean, I'm moving... No, I guess this episode will be posted a week late. My bad. Yeah, no, so th- when this episode is posted, Emily will be in Japan. It'll be my day one. It'll be 8 p.m. on my day one. When <laughs> She'll be scrambling for her new home. Uh-huh. She and her husband will be dragging their luggage through the streets of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I imagining this? I'm just kidding. They will be skipping through the streets of Japan. People will be helpful and kind. And they are going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. And we're going to hopefully watch K-dramas all the time. Because we're unemployed, so, like, whatever. (laughs) Hopefully not for long, but, like, but while you are unemployed, I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah! That's been, that's, I mean, it'll be so hard, but we'll just pretend like you're still here with me. Yeah. Or that I'm there with you. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to be where you are. We've podcasted in so many places, so hopefully Apart will be an okay place to podcast as well. Um, But yeah, so we're just going to finish the episode by talking about the cliffhanger, I guess, because we've just blasted through it. Yep, so uh, last thing, uh, something happens that you never saw coming, except they totally hinted at it and really... Really perfectly intricate ways. Oh, rewatching the episodes, it's so good how they do it. They did such a good job. There's this dude that shows up at her door and brings her a plant and is like, Hey, girl, do you recognize me? And he has the most haunting, Raquel hates his smile. sickening smile I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sorry to that man. I try not to, like, straight-up trash the way people it's look. It's definitely, like, lighting and the mood. I think and... they tried for it. He yeah. probably has a very nice regular smile. Right. But in that moment, I felt sick to my stomach. That is that he looks like Slender Man. Yeah, like you said, he's also crouching down over her. With like the longest limbs. limbs. And he's just... He's wearing a suit. Oh. And he's like definitely creeping up trying to attack her. Like if Slender Man had like a clown mouth, that would be who this person and is. And as much as Raquel hates his smile, I hate... His freaking plants. Just, oh, it just gave me chills to think of all the times that she had mentioned the plants. And then going back through and watching it, she had mentioned it even more than I remember. Because I remember her asking her friend if she'd water the plants while she was gone. And her friend was like, um, no. I wouldn't just, like, water your plants. That's dumb. They're all dead anyways. You're bad at taking care of plants. But then in, like, the next episode, she, her friend is over and she's like, did you move the plant from my porch to my living room? And she doesn't say it in such an obvious way. Oh, but so it... you don't notice it. But once he's like bringing a plant into her house, like he's, he's been like, I've been doing this. You're like, oh my god! I never want to think about people being in my home without my knowledge or permission. Right, like that's so horrifying. Oh, mm-hmm. and then just leaving gifts behind because they're in love with you. And then, um, homeboy, John Kim, like, burst back in. I think he had just dropped her off, right? So I think he, like, had suspicions because he was calling her. Right. He was, I don't know why he came in. He was definitely, like, 
just had that feeling. Yeah. And maybe they'll explain it in the next episode. And then the umbrella props open the door, so right. he, like, isn't hindered by the lock. And so he just bursts in, thank God. Ugh. And Never been so right happy there. to see his stone face, his stoic stone <laughs> face. I just watched uh, Master's Son, who is the same actor, and I was like, he is so good at that. He plays almost the same role of just that stone-faced, I-will-never-love-anybody guy. And he's such a good-looking person. Yeah. But he's just stoic. Like, it, like there's just nothing... I love that actor. He's so good. He is. So he bursts in to save her, and that's why we had to watch the first. Right now. <laughs> no, right now. Okay, we'll, we'll end the episode like people, and then we'll go watch it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's all stop shaking. It's a weird <laughs> thing to do. It's just so exciting. It's just so exciting. We've been thinking about it for like four days, and we're so excited. I told Raquel we couldn't watch number five because we would spoil all of this emotion that's pent yeah. up from which this twist obviously we totally have it because we have been haphazard mm-hmm. we so sorry had probably missed a couple things so like like we said halfway through the episode let us know what we missed yeah tweet at us comment there's uh, playonk.com which is our website. We've also got our email address, which is set up specifically like for communication. So please send us an email if you'd like. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. And then we're playonk at Twitter. Yeah. Check out our Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's cool. N- no one has. But we like, don't know how to use it, so it's fair. We're terrible at it, but like, we want to get better. But give us some incentive. Yeah, let us tweet at us and be like, hey, be good at Twitter now. And then we'll be like, oh, someone is on our Twitter. We've got to get gotta better. we got to be good at Twitter now. We've got to be better people. We've got to be better tweeters. Yeah, we live for you guys. So if you tell us you're out there, we will get better. Like, I feel like with every passing episode, we get a little bit more baggy for, like, your attention. It's not going to stop, so just give us what we want. Give us what we want. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought of this episode and what you thought of freaking Oh My Venus. And if you think Oh My Ghostess is a spinoff of Oh My Venus. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. Oh, don't spoil it. We're going to watch it eventually, guys. And we're going to watch episodes five through eight. For next time. Yeah, and we'll get all set up. So, like we said, this episode will be a week late. Yeah, because I'm moving, so... Yeah, and I have just been busy with work things and trying to take work off so I could spend time with Emily and Jason before they leave. Before we leave the country forever. Just kidding, not forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so, uh, we've been really busy, so... So, tune back in, and... Listen to our podcast again and our awesome theme song by James Hevel. Yeah, James Hevel. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.